Welcome to Praying the Psalms. This is a daily podcast from Doxa Church in Madison, Wisconsin. And as the church finds itself isolated from one another physically, we've been reading, studying, and praying the Psalms as a way to join ourselves together spiritually. We want to slow down, get a bigger picture of God and a clearer picture of ourselves. And most of all, we want to join ourselves together around the throne of the one who has joined himself to us. So if you haven't already, pulled a Bible. And today we are in Psalm 86. As we've been praying through the book of Psalms, we've had a window into the prayer life of the authors. When we read their words, we're getting a glimpse into their experience of life and God and the type of people that they've become through consistent, dependent, desperate prayer. And this journey of praying the Psalms is about gaining a sense of God for our day, but it's also as much about patterning our whole life after the pursuit of God. It's about the shift from being people who pray to a praying people. And if we want to become people like this, it's good at times to pause and to remember the great benefits of prayer. And so today, rather than praying through the psalm, I want to take a step back and observe it as a window into the author's heart motivations. You know, what was King David after when he prayed? What did he want? What did he expect to get? Here are seven benefits of prayer from Psalm 86. Number one, prayer gives us God's ear. He says, Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. In the day of my trouble, I call upon you, for you answer me. It's deeply motivating to me when I realize that the cries and the questions of my heart can attract the attention of God. He inclines his ear towards us when he hears us cry out. He knows the particular sound of each of his children. He knows that we are poor and needy for him, and if he doesn't preserve our life, no one will. He knows that we need fresh grace every day for our day of trouble. And he delights to answer us. We have his ear. Number two, prayer gladdens our soul. Verse four says, Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Life has a way of of lifting us up with false hopes and then letting us down, doesn't it? Lifting up our soul, it's a statement of vulnerability. It's a statement of opening up, trusting, giving yourself to someone or something in hopes that you'll be rewarded in return. If you lift up your soul to your career, it will slowly suck the life out of your soul. If you lift up your soul to another person, their sin will eventually wound your soul. They will let you down. If you refuse to lift up your soul to anyone or anything, you will miss out on the possibility of love and joy. But if you lift up your soul to God, he will bring joy and gladness to your soul. And so when we pray, we realize that we are communing with the only one worthy to love and care for us at the deepest level. We are safe and we are satisfied with him. He gladdens our soul. All right, number three, prayer uproots our idols. 
Verse 8, There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. Prayer brings a level of honesty and clarity to who we are and what we have really been trusting in. Because like weeds in a garden, there are constantly these, these lowercase g God imposters who are sprouting up in our lives, vying for our attention and our trust and our worship. They want us to dig deep roots down into them so they can suck up all of our life and vitality. They're constantly over-promising and under-delivering. But when we pray, God helps us to identify these idols that have begun to grow in our lives, and he reminds us that he is the real thing. Remember, verse 8 says, There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there works like yours. Number four, prayer broadens our perspective. Verses 9 and 10, All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and you do wondrous things. You alone are God. One of the biggest problems that we all have is our tendency to have a shrunken perspective on life. We are naturally self-centered in our sin and it causes us to forget about other people and the great purposes of God throughout history and around the globe. But prayer, and especially praying scripture, it's like God gently lifting up our head and pointing us out to this vast world all around us that we so quickly forget about. And this leads to a life of awe and wonder. Prayer broadens our perspective. Number five, prayer trains our heart. Verse 11, teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. It's through the practice of prayer that our heart slowly changes, little by little, day by day. And prayer is so difficult because it's kind of like exercise in this sense. We have to whip our hearts into shape. We have to rehabilitate our heart from its history of sin. We have to teach it new ways of seeing and loving and living, new muscle memory, new instincts. And consistent, persistent prayer is like getting on the treadmill or hitting the gym. We train our hearts to be united to God's hearts, to walk in his way. Prayer trains our heart. Number six, prayer opens our heart to grace. Starting in verse 12, I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever. For great is your steadfast love toward me, for you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. Even as the children of God, we continually forget how good he has been to us, don't we? And how much we have not even deserved this goodness. We are gospel amnesiacs who wake up every morning forgetting that our whole life is lived under the waterfall of his grace. In the practice of prayer, it reminds us to give thanks and it opens up our whole heart to God again and again. And as our heart opens up, we glorify his name and we marvel at his steadfast love in fresh and new and exciting ways. And then finally, number seven, prayer strengthens us. Here's verse 14 through 17. Oh God, 
Insolent men have risen up against me. A band of ruthless men seek my life, and they do not set you before them. But you, you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Turn to me and be gracious to me. Give your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant. Show me a sign of your favor and those who hate me may see and be put to shame because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. So as we pray words out of our hearts and out of our mouths, God's strength is flowing in to us. We commune with him and he infuses us with courage. We're not strong in ourselves, but he is a God who is merciful and gracious and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And when he turns to us, he brings all of his strength to us. Prayer is a way of receiving that strength for our day of trouble. So that is Psalm 86. That is a window into the heart of King David as he prays. It's a window into to his, his deepest motivations, what he was after as every day, day after day, he prayed. And I hope that you feel a renewed motivation to keep patterning your life after the pursuit of God in prayer. And let's go to him now. Father, thank you for, for even the way that the, the circumstances of COVID-19 and a global pandemic drove us further and further to our knees in prayer as a church. God, we saw this pattern in the, the early church in Acts, and then you have given us a, a very real opportunity in these months to put into practice these things that we've seen in Scripture. Thank you for the Psalms. Thank you for the lives of the authors. Thank you for the way that you, you carried them and you pulled them along in life by your grace. We want to know the, the power that they had. We want to know their experience of you that they had. We want to know all of these things. We want to have their strength. We want to be people that, that, that pray. We want to be praying people. God, light a fresh fire in us today to be those people and to get after you in prayer. Amen.